this episode of the Be A Better Ally podcast, we have Tanya LeClaire. Uh, she has lots of advice for us looking at the intersection of advocacy work and digital literacy. Uh, I was thrilled to meet Tanya a few years back at the Learning 2 conference. I'm going to link to two of her Learning 2 talks in the show notes. She's an amazing presenter and we are so lucky to have her. Hello, my name is Tanya LeClaire. I'm based out of Seoul, Korea, and I work at Seoul Foreign School. I'm currently the digital learning coach for the high school, and my preferred pronouns are she and her. Thank you again so much for being on the show. So you do a lot of work with uh, upskilling teachers and students on how to cut through all the noise uh, that there is online and social media. So if a student group were about to undertake the work of doing advocacy work, what are some, what are some tips, what are some factors that you think they should think about before they look to communicating or advocating online? Um, I would consider your audience first. Who are you trying to reach and how do they consume media? Are they mostly interested in social media? And if so, which, which platforms are they mo on most of the time? And, and do they respond to email well? I would think about that first. Secondly, I'd find out if there are any guidelines to follow at your institution, at your school. Um, if it is a school, do they have a social media policy? They usually do, and you'll want to follow this so that you're not breaking any rules about sharing information and stuff like that. And thirdly, um, we're all visual learners and social media is primarily composed of platforms that are uh, conducive to visuals. So start thinking about your brand. What colors, logos will you be using, fonts? Um, and how are these choices going to communicate your message? There are a lot of great online tools for finding out the personality of say colors and fonts. So that's definitely something you're going to want to look into because you want that to be cohesive. For a student group like a GSA, a Gay Straight Alliance or an equality group, uh, what are some of the questions that you would recommend they ask themselves as a team uh, as they undertake the work of building a brand and developing sort of a core collaborative team identity? Um, the first uh, questions to consider are what is the mission and vision of your group and how do you want that to be understood by your audience? Again, keeping your audience in mind with every decision you make is key to developing a larger one. Um, also, what's your value proposition? This is a term marketers use to describe what you are offering to your audience in return for their time or their commitment. This could be information, resources, invitations to events, being a part of a community. Knowing this will help you develop your call to action and what you need from your audience as well. And your call to action is kind of like what are you asking for in, you know, after your newsletters and things like that. Um, also, how will you design? How, how will your design choices further your message and frame your platform? Design can either help you send your clear message, or conversely, it can clutter it up. So, being thoughtful about your brand elements, um, the platforms you're choosing to be on, and the frequency of your message can help you communicate effectively. I love that idea of the the group really thinking about what it is that they are offering. Uh, back when, when the audience is giving up their time. That's a great, great piece of advice. So when you think about groups that are doing this particularly well, what are some of the things that, that you're seeing? What are some of the, the common characteristics and traits? Uh, one online advocacy group that comes to mind is called Digital Promise. They're an innovation and education advocacy group working to diminish the digital learning gap through equitable, equitable access to learning technology. Um, they have a really great uh, website. It's really well designed. They're active in places that all educators are, like Twitter and Facebook. 
and they back up their work by highlighting research supporting their cause. Um, they're great at communicating because they saturate just about every popular social media platform and they also have a really consistent brand identity so they definitely come to mind. Great. Thank you so much for that example. We'll be sure to link to it in our show notes. So I'm wondering for you personally back at your school, how are you seeing digital literacy and advocacy come together? Um, I'm seeing this in a number of ways, but since I'm new to the school, there's probably still a, a lot I don't know. Uh, one that I can highlight is a really cool initiative called Voice Lab by our eighth grade students who investigate, inform, and celebrate SFS and its surrounding community through a series of podcasts they call Into the Goo. Um, our community is called Sudamin Goo, so that's where the goo comes from. And basically, they went out into the street, they interviewed community members to hear about their lives and their experiences. They use web design, video editing, and sound uh, to create uh, empathy and help bring the community closer together. Email and newsletters are, are really crucial uh, components of an advocate's toolbox. Can you tell us what your elevator pitch would be for doing either or both of those things a little bit better? Boy, have I thought a lot about this. I would say keep it as visual and uncluttered as possible. Clearly indicate what readers can expect at the beginning and include cohesive design elements. Use tools like MailChimp or Gmail's Cloud HQ extension to build visually rich email newsletters. Um, if you do have text, don't make it very long, you know, chunk it up, leave white space. Uh, that is negative space around your elements. That's gonna draw the eye in. Um, and these are the things that really won't turn off someone when they open up that email. Thank you again so much. Uh, you know, that was really a, an amazing kind of very short masterclass on the fly. And I highly suspect that our listeners are going to want to continue to learn from you. Where can they go in order to do just that? You can find me on Twitter at Tanya LeClaire. And my website is tanyaleclaire.org. So check it out. We want to make it as easy as possible for listeners to continue to learn from the amazing Tanya LeClaire. So we will link to her handle as well as her website in the show notes. And a reminder, if you're subscribed to the Be A Better Ally newsletter, most recently you would have received the infographic five questions all allies can ask of themselves, their peers, as well as their PLN. So if you're not yet subscribed, we will have the link in the show notes. We, uh, I think that infographic is a really helpful reminder of the way that we need to continue unlearning whenever we do LGBTQ plus allyship work. Have a great week.